0: Came so fast you can run his podcast at point five Results are conclusive, just know that he argues both sides. His GM is a shadow of his former self. Talking To run Hello and welcome to session zero, part one for the Norland saga. So this episode is quite a short one. It's basically just um, a sort of recap. It's mostly me talking for a start. And it's basically kind of summary of what the game is going to be about and a little bit about some of the ground rules we're setting. It's really kind of here just for information for any of you listening to the show. If you want to kind of hear the process I go through at the start of games when I'm sort of setting them up and choosing what to do. We did a bit as well after this on setting up for Foundry VTT, but I've not included that because can't see it basically, (laughs) it's a podcast. So that might be a bit boring if you just kind of watched me, well, listen to me talking about things you couldn't see on screen. I might in the future at some point in time, show people around Foundry and sort of some of the stuff I use in it, especially if I get the random Delvers to Grow generator going. Um, I am planning a second episode of part two where we do the Delvers to Grow. So that might be a bit more interesting if you want to listen to the characters and the character creation. Um, So I haven't got an introduction for the players on this episode simply because they don't really say very much on here. But when I do the Delvers to Grow, I'll do some sort of intro. It know just a brief for myself. I am getting them to record introductions for the characters but as of this recording they haven't settled on some names and some uh things around some of the characters so i might just sort of introduce the players themselves rather than um get them to do the recordings if i get them ahead of time i will add them on and we can go from there but it might be more fun to hear who the characters is going to be beforehand but i will let you know who everyone is before they start anyway they're no rambling on this one so uh just let you in so be prepared now for session zero part one the setup for our northern saga game So Nordland is a fantasy Viking setting um, and it's sort of geographically based on Minnesota. Um, so it's like a fantasy setting. So uh, Doug Cole, who wrote it, sort of helped, you know, basically wrote the setting. He uh, lives in Minnesota. So he kind of based it geographically on that. Um, he did point out, which I thought it's nice to put it to you, Luke, that Canada are the bad guys in this. Uh, so basically where Canada would be, are actually where the evil people come from. It's not a snipe on Canada, honestly. And it's sort of like from a, a level of what the Vikings are like. He said it's sort of somewhere between Disney and realistic sort of Vikings. So there's a fair amount of realistic Viking society in there, but a bit more pulpy, I guess, is the best way of describing it to fit in the sort of fantasy genre to fit in with a dungeon fantasy kind of style setting. Um, Moose cavalry. Yeah so we'll kind of explore it as we go and obviously you know it will be I guess as I'm running it'll kind of be like my take on Nordland a little bit but I'm always interested in other people you know not so much pulling me up in the game but you know, there's interesting bits that you want you know feel adding in or feel could be you know done better to reflect the society and stuff I am open to feedback around it because you know if you know if you've read the books you know stuff I don't feel free to point it out at some point in time don't mind bringing it back in Uh, we'll talk a little bit that in a minute as well about rules and stuff too. So my GMing style, uh, so Larson and Kel is Peter. <clears throat> they played with me before, so they probably have a fairly idea. So um, I guess the key thing is I'm not, I'm not massively a rules lawyer. I do like to know the rules. So I do tend to sort of play GURPS rules or Dungeon Fantasy RPG rules as Britain mostly, but because I haven't got an encyclopedic knowledge of stuff, if I don't know things, what I what I don't do is tend to look up the books in the middle of the game. I will tend to just make a ruling on the spot and play, and then generally we'll look it up afterwards. Or if one of you wants to look it up and then tell me, I don't mind, You know, we'll do it that way. Uh, but what I try not to do is slow the game down for the rules, if that makes sense. Mm. Um, I've been playing GURPS now for just over 12 months now. So I'm still fairly new to it by comparison to some people. But hopefully I know most of the stuff in it. But I do forget stuff. I do get stuff wrong occasionally and I'm quite happy to be reminded sort of very briefly around stuff. Um, what I don't want though is sessions to turn into rules debates, if that makes sense. I used to get that like, quite a lot with 3.5 DD when I used to play it and I kind of don't want it to degenerate into, you know, when we're playing it, it's all just like debating rules. I don't mind like I so said, people mentioning stuff and saying, oh, are you sure I thought it was this? And then we can always look it up and stuff. I just don't want it to waste too much time on it, if that makes sense. Does that sound okay to everyone? Sounds perfect for me. Yeah. Like I said, I'm trying to I'm trying to learn grips a bit as I go as well. So there'll be stuff I don't know or stuff I've forgotten. So I don't mind being reminded because it makes me better at GMing it if you don't know I mean if I know the rules better, but I just don't want to I don't want to bog it down. Um attendance-wise, I don't mind people a little bit late because of real life it happens. But if you know you're not going to make it, if you could let me know ahead of time, that'd be brilliant just because then I know not to wait for you basically. And also, you know, if you need to do anything with your character, like you know, have them go off on a little side quest or have a rest or whatever beforehand, you know, we can do. Um, but I'm not too worried. I mean, I because I said <laughs> my living situation, it might be that you know I get dragged away last minute to do something, and it might be a little bit late. So I do understand people might be late. Uh, but that being said, I do try and stick to the two-hour time window as much as possible because I'm doing this generally around my work schedule. So let's try not to be late for work and miss meetings and things. So you know sometimes we have to you know finish promptly on time and stuff. So we'll try and keep it as much as possible to time. Uh, a little bit about language because I'm recording it. I don't know if any of you swear a lot. So I did play once in a game where someone dropped the F-bomb every five seconds when they were speaking. So, and we had a conversation about that because that wasn't recorded, but generally in the way I game and stuff, it, it felt a little bit inappropriate. and One of the players was made a bit uncomfortable by it. So we had a conversation around it. I don't mind bad language. I do use it. You know, I'm not a saint. I don't like not saying things, but I'm trying to keep it kind of PG-13 to use the American phrase in this, so that you know I don't want it to be swearing all the time. But uh, there's a likelihood that the NPCs might do. I do sometimes when I get into character with NPCs, which is a bit random. I will sometimes use bad language because they would. So occasionally stuff will come out from that point of view. If you don't particularly like foul language, let me know ahead of time, and I can always not include it or whatever. You know, I can work to do. Because instead I've got children, I'm used to doing it. And but I guess that's the key thing. So again, if anyone's you know any problems, any issues, if you're not bothered, just let me know know about that one mm. okay it's got a checklist here of covered rules debates dice rolling so foundry does have a dice rolling system and it has these nice funky 3d dice if you're all on uh, you can roll it and they kind of just roll across your screen quite coolly as it just did there um, and it also generates the result on the screen what i would say is though because we're going to be recording this. You will have to read out what the result is and also whether you passed or failed and by what margin. So if it comes up on the screen, you might have to just tell me what it says and what you succeeded by, if you know what I mean, because the people listening aren't going to know what the dice say on the screen when it rolls. The other option is, if you want to, there is an option that I can make you all trusted players and you can actually roll your own dice and it has an option to type the result in. So you can actually just type it in and roll normal dice. Um, So I guess it's up to you guys if you have a preference to that. Does anyone... Want to use I prefer rolling, I prefer using the uh, in-game dice roll. Okay. It makes everything easier. Are we all happy with using the in-game dice bearing in mind? We'll have to speak out loud what results we got. What I might do is I might keep the chat window shut on my side and then I'll make you have to say it. So <laughs> you have to tell me what you got. Uh, because I do know that in the past, I know when we play, we just get into the habit of seeing it and just kind of go like, whoa, that was a good result, but then we're not seeing what we actually rolled. So I think we need to get into the habit kind of from the, the actual play point of view of actually seeing what the roles were and stuff. So what I might do is keep my chat window more or less minimized, uh, at least off the chat on Foundry, and might have to make you just tell me what you got uh, when you do it. It does roll across my screen as well, so I do see it as well, which is quite cool. Uh, so a couple of things to talk about. Someone did spot it because they brought it up and I didn't see who it was. On the founder in the left-hand side, there's a little X symbol, and I'll show you it when I, if I share screen in a bit, which is the X card. Uh, so do you, all, do you all know what the X card is, by the way? I don't you have come across it in any of your gaming before. Ah, yes. Yeah. I think I uh, accidentally triggered it. No, that's all right. So it's basically a safety tool. So if at any time there's something like a theme we're discussing or something that's happening and it's making you feel uncomfortable, rather than you have to – I mean, you can just say, if you feel comfortable, you can just say, well, this is a bit – I don't like it whatever and then we can have a conversation and stop it but if you don't feel able to do that it's an option for you to press that and I will know as a GM that the X card has been played and that we're touching on a theme that someone's not happy with maybe it triggers something or whatever uh it's I've no no one's used it in any of my games yet but it is there as an option so just wanted you to know it is there to use if you need to um I don't think I tend to kind of cover those kind of themes where it tends to come up I'm not that kind of GM I don't think where I tend to cover things but I don't know your life experiences I don't know there's anything that might trigger some kind of trauma so it's just there as an option for you there if you need it. Which then kind of brings me on to, I guess, one of the things in Northern, which is slavery. So the Vikings did historically take slaves, especially people they, you know, conquered places they invaded. Um, but I do know that's a bit of a hot topic, potentially not just on here, but when the recordings go out. Now, Doug's got in his notes options around how you can handle that, whether you just keep it in, whether you make it indentured kind of working rather than full-blown slavery, or whether you just don't include it. So... I'm kind of happy to go down the road of having it that the slaves, for lack of a better way, are basically indentured workers. So the people who are working off from their crimes or whatever. And they can work their way towards freedom and kind of go down that road with the slaves that are there. And um, I want to keep it in a little bit because I think I don't want to take it out of the society completely, because I think it will take away some of that sort of because it's a fairly flat hierarchy system anyway, the Viking structure. So I think take it out. Basically, the thralls might be taking out too much. I want them still to exist in there at some point in time. Um, the issue will be that the player characters kind of have to accept it, I guess, in a way, because you could try and completely overthrow the system, but you might be struggling a bit if you're setting out to totally change Viking society on your first quest out there. But I wanted to raise it as something that, you know, some people might see as problematic, et cetera. So not necessarily in this group, but potentially the people listening to it as well. And just that's how I'm intending handling it. Does that sound okay to everyone? Oh, yeah. good. Well, well, yeah. yeah. Sounds cool. fine. Cool. Okay. That was the main thing from me for session zero. Does anyone got anything? Oh, they want to ask. I was going to the thing, but I'll come to that in a minute. Has anyone got anything they want to ask before I move on to the next bit? I'll take stun silence as a no. Mm-hmm. Cool. Um, the thing I was going to say about my GMing style to put on the end here is that I don't tend to railroad. I don't think it's a GM. So basically I try and keep the sessions fairly open as to what you want to do. So usually it's a case of, You know, I will present effectively adventure hooks. People will come with clues to things and then it's up to you as a party to choose which ones you're going to follow down. Again, I think Larson and Peter, you're probably used to that kind of how I do it. I don't tend to, I mean, things will happen. People will come up to you. You know, people will start trying to steal things off you. If you upset a cult, they might try and come and, you know, attack you and things. So, you know, stuff, Stuff still happens, but there's no kind of pushing you down a particular route. Now, the only exception to that is going to be session one, where because we're getting started, there will be, it will be slightly railroady, I guess is the only way I can describe it in the fact that you are, stuff's going to happen and you are going to be made to be together in a place if that makes sense uh by plot reasons if you know what i mean and that's just the way it's going to be just to get things started so mm-hmm. and hopefully you don't have too much of a problem with that but then after that point i'll leave it up to you as a party to decide how you're going to manage your characters and what you want to do um so i'm trying not to take agency away from you but at the same point in time it's just to kind of get that that process started that's kind of how i tend to run it does that sound okay as well to everyone yeah Cool. yep, cool. yep. As I said, just a short episode this time. Hopefully, you find some use in it if you listen to it. If not, you know, sorry. But it is um, it is what it is, I guess. Uh, if there are any questions, feel free to email me. You can email me at gmshadow at hotmail.com. You can also drop a message into the show at anchor.fm slash shadowplays. Uh, you can also find me on Twitter at gmshadow, and I'm on various Discords, including the GURPS Discord um, and the Gaming Ballistic Discord as well, if you So until next time, everyone, uh, keep on gaming.